What the fuck? Scrawny Donna PF? That's weird. It was a spam message. Oh, okay. All right. So in lieu of Billy's jokes, which he did anyways, because uh, Q was bobbing and weaving today. Um, Howling ash. We decided uh, to allow one of our viewers. You all know her. It's Cheryl. We uh, decided to allow Cheryl um, to play a joke on Matt. And as you can see, the joke has been played on Matt. Matt can't see it yet. Matt, I'm already pissed off. He's already pissed off. (laughs) For no reason. So, Matt, on a count of three, Mm. take off. Grab that first. We're going to let him see everything first. Yeah. Ready? One, two, three. Hey, buddy. Look really Hang on, that's not even the best part. All right, here's here's your card from Cheryl. It's a reading word book, workbook, so that you can you can learn how to spell, and then and then you have one other thing. Wait, one other thing. What the fuck is that? <laughs> from it's, Cheryl. This look at, is look all at the, from Cheryl. Look at the wrapping. Yeah, it's a it's a flamingo. <laughs> what a fucking day. You know you're supposed to untie those. She works, so, like she works. She works so, so hard. hard. Yeah, dickhead. It's Matt's seventh it's birthday. Matt's seventh birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday to you, bitch. Happy birthday to you, pussy. Happy birthday, dear Matthew. Fucking taste. Right here. Today's his real birthday, right? You know. You know, we said birthday. We could have said Matt, birthday. You, you're going to have to take this less seriously because this is what happens when you run a Twitch. And this is what happens when you're a part of a podcast. Yeah. And people you, fucking hate you. You ripped hair off my legs. Do you see oh what you gets daily in his fucking streams? <laughs> he wears a he got one of his onesie. viewers banned on another Twitch. Which is hilarious, <laughs> yeah. by the way. Fuck that guy. Yeah, Cheryl. I like the sunflower seeds. It's because Bird birds seeds. eat seeds. Yeah. <laughs> It's a bird feeder. I don't know why you're throwing I this stuff that. at me. It's a bird feeder. Flamingo glasses. Make sure you show everybody. Oh, put those fucking on. Yeah, put them on. Put them on. Put them on. Put them on. Come on. Fucking don't Debbie Downer. Tool. Oh. oh, my God. They look great. <laughs> they look so good. <laughs> they look so good. <laughs> he looks like an old They look so good. six pairs of them. Oh, my God. Dude, they look so good. Make sure you put a pair in your truck when you go to work. Yeah, nah. There's three pairs of flamingo glasses, guys. There's three? I'll fucking yep. wear one. Son yeah, of a bitch. Is it going to work with my hat? Cheryl, does he have to wear the uh, glasses no, the entire episode? No, those are not staying on all episodes. Oh, all three shit. of you have to. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll wear them. Wear Man, I'll wear them if you wear them. I'm not wearing I will them. wear them the entire show if you wear them. See, Cheryl said please. She said please. Don't be an ass. We'll see. Where's the other ones at? Hold it up. That actually looks comfortable. Like you could sleep with it. Quack. <laughs> <laughs> like Tweety Bird. Hey, Tweety Bird. Idiot. Quack. Quack kills. Jesus, Cheryl. Cheryl, there is so much shit in here. There's a badminton birdie in there. (laughs) No, there's not. Oh, it's pretty fucking good. (laughs) Tweety Bird, Billy. Birdie, fucking idiot. (laughs) Got enough room to put all this stuff. This is amazing. (laughs) This is kind of. Are you excited now? Are you excited now? Are you excited now? Oh my god, you got a thermos for your coffee and everything. I don't drink coffee. Well, you do now, bitch. Water? (laughs) 
Fuck, what are you doing? Can you let's speed this up there, bud? I'm trying to. What is that? There's so much shit in here, dude. There's so much shit in here. Aw. One, two, three birds in a tree. Cheryl, how much did you spend? Cheryl, there's so much shit in here. Um, Cheryl, can you start a poll uh, for us? For Champ made that with aw, Champ made this with stickers. Yeah, Cheryl, start That's a poll. That's so sweet. For if we, if people want, um, piece bird Bicep said, "I'm late and confused." <laughs> Cheryl's playing a joke on on Matt right now. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I want a poll put up for if we want commands made for when Matt has to read out of the. Bird, a one, two, three, birds and me, or no, whatever. No, that's not, not. There's there's badminton birdies in the box. Shuttlecocks. Birdies. Birdies. Shuttlecocks. Hey, birdies, what you didn't score today <laughs> on the golf course. Oh, right? you guys went golfing, huh? No, we had an eight-hour lesson. My body hurts. My body oh, hurts. Yeah, there's a lot of lays in there. What Matt doesn't get laid. Uh, yeah, that's also true. Q, don't, don't. Another don't. thing. Q also Dude, doesn't get laid. Yeah, Q, Q I'd, I'd be careful over there, bud. So let me drink my propel in peace. Jesus. More shuttlecocks. Shuttlecocks. Mm-hmm. Birds. Nah, there's a joke there. Matt, I got two birds too. Hold on, I got another some. bird picture. Show them. Show them. Show them. It's a it's a picture of a of a, a seagull. Dove. All right, it is a seagull. A Matt, seagull. I got a picture of a bird for you too. Tell him. You don't have his headset on. Hey, Matt, hey you, Matt, you got a picture of a bird for you too. Look at the monitor. <laughs> he that's, flipped the bird. I think that's all of it. <laughs> all of it? Why are you putting it all on the floor? Because I got nowhere else to put it. Yeah, just as long as you don't put Champ's glass on so that. So here, we should each take a lay and then. Dude, these hurt my. Cheryl, I'm really sorry. These I hurt know, my these eyes. Hurt my head and my head. They really hurt the bridge of my nose. Cheryl can come over now and clean up. You gotta. Yeah. Shit. You gotta wear these for the show. Hey, Matt. I can do that. You these two. This, you can put this up in a tree and start a bird nest. K-I-S-S-I-N-G. <laughs> We're going to make Matt uh, fits. He fits, he sits in the box. There's some stickers in there, too. Yeah, this one. That'll go on your car. We're going to put that on your car. Yeah, we're going to put it on your car. Put it on the. Do you guys remember uh, Flat Stanley? No. Yes. Yes. Where you send um, it all over the world and yeah, stuff? Yeah, yep. yep. We should do it. We should do a like, flat really map. Sure, you all can bird come places. up and clean <gasps> Yes, mess. yes. What? There's one that's overseas. Cheryl, like I need you to get on that. Pictures there's... with birds. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, there's so much. Do you have a vacuum? There's yeah. so much shit yeah, laying around. But this is yeah, amazing. Cheryl, that was... Say thank you. Thank you, Cheryl. You're welcome. Like you mean it. Be, say it in ASMR. Don't worry don't about it. You look, you look great. No, you look great. You look great. You look totally fine. No, where's my hat? Your hat's gone. Focus I don't know. Calm down. We got a whole show to do. I want my... Billy, where's the sweatshirt? I don't know where... The, the sweatshirt's next to Rich. Here's the sweatshirt. Matt's pits are pretty bad. Yeah. So he's going to wear a sweatshirt so he can sweat Thank through that, too. Since it's his seventh birthday, you have to spell out every cuss word like he doesn't know how to spell it. Mm. <laughs> that sounds S-H-I-T-T-Y. That's why we got a, that's why we got a board here. <laughs> I hate watching y'all throw that shredded stuff around. Cheryl, you did it. <laughs> right. <laughs> you did like, this. This is a problem you created from fucking Cincinnati. Yeah. Hey, what's your language, young man? Like, come on. Seven-year-olds should not be speaking like this. Wow. <laughs> Seven-year-olds should only be should only speak when spoken to. Fuck off. <laughs> Young man, maybe get out the soap. Like, come on. Seven-year-olds should be seen, not heard. Is the donation alerts not on? No, the donation alerts are not on. I don't know how to do that, so. <laughs> also, it's supposed to be connected to here, but I don't know how to do it. What are you doing? 
Commands for Matt reading book. We'll do that later. Let's let's get into the show yes. here because we're we're running late. Q's got a stream. He's got to get to. Um, we got we got a lot of stuff that we got to do today. So um, we have a really big show here for you today. Um, but before um, I talk about the show, um, is everybody ready? Yes. Yeah. Let's go. Billy, can you turn my phone to the most mediocre podcast on the planet? You're now listening to the most mediocre podcast on the planet. Honestly, oversharing. Welcome to the Thunderdome, bitch. Oh my god. Oh my god. What the fuck is up, everybody? It is another episode of the most mediocre podcast on the planet. Honestly, oversharing. Welcome to the Thunderdome, bitch. I just asked Q if he even liked IPAs. He said, yeah, because I can spell them really well. And then he said, what did he say, Billy? I don't remember. <laughs> he said, isn't it easy, Matt, or something like that. Um, he forgot the beer downstairs. What, Billy? Are we technically in the Thunderdome or are we in a birdcage? Don't you answer that for us, Matt. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Uh, uh, yeah, can we get a counter for every time Q runs out of the room? Cujo, that uh, is a really, uh, really good counter that we should we should definitely have. Um, all right, so we're going to jump into the beer. Q's not here. He's grabbing the beer. Um, but uh, I'm just going to give the beer description, or not the description, just say what we're drinking uh, right now. Does anybody have the description pulled up? Yeah, it's right here on the box. Bells doesn't really have the descriptions okay, up on the website. Okay, sounds good. Today, we are drinking a beer from Bells. It's a Michigan beer, a Michigan brewery. Um, and Q actually was able to find it in Kansas City. Um, so here is the can. Just nice and simple can. Um, nice uh, nice beer to go hunting with. Uh, because if there's anything that you should do while uh, operating um, a firearm is, is drink alcohol. Um, so it is Two-Hearted by Bells. Matt, go ahead and read the description. Proudly brewed in Stop. Michigan since night. More gusto. Go ahead. It's pronounced gusto? Yep, you're right. <laughs> Proudly brewed in Michigan since 1985, we are dedicated to our mission to be deeply rooted in our community and committed to the environment and our brewers of inspired beer. Our journey began with a 15-gallon soup kettle and a quest for better beer and countless batches of home brew. That passion and personality continues today with our breweries and our pubs and eccentric cafe. So that's really not a description of the beer, but that's all we got. That's fine. Um, so we're going to get a crack test here. That one was pretty good. Um, so let's get a... This is this is actually, five for five years running, this is the most popular beer in the state of Michigan. Yep. This is probably my favorite IPA. I hate this beer. I love this beer. Always hated it. It's super dry. Oh, Q's got the bottles. It's it tastes better in a bottle. To be honest with you, um, Q, Q brought these same beer um, that that we have. Like I, I told everybody that uh, we're trying to do the same beer so that Q can kind of uh, keep up with what we're doing here. Um, Q, this is your first time drinking anything from Bell's. Is that correct? Um, yeah. No, I worked at a liquor store for a long time. I always stocked it, but I never bought it. Never tried it. 
All right, this is your first two-hearted as well. Q, let's get a for real, um, a for real uh, first-time encounter with Bell's two-hearted. I was going to say this is like the before. first first impression we've ever gotten from Q on a beer. I think. Yeah, correct. Yeah, uh, a nice solid two-hearted ale, American IPA. Let's give it a shot. <laughs> Out of Comstock, is it Com or Com? Comstock. Comstock. Comstock, Michigan. <laughs> okay, um, two-hearted ale. Fun fact: found out fish. Uh, trout specifically have two hearts. That's why it's called two-hearted ale. No, Actually, that's not, not. That's why not why it's, it's called, called two-hearted. Oh, then what the fuck? They had no idea until after the fact. It's because of the two-hearted river in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. Just even more fucking like evidence that Michigan is just irrelevant. Okay, here we go. I'm gonna try it. Two-hearted ale out of Comstock, Michigan. Let's give it a first taste. Here we go. One drink. Everybody knows rules. Ah, Mike, it's cease and desist for that. Hold on. Not bad. Chase, do it real beer. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's better. Aftertaste. Way better. So, But the beer itself, not bad. It was, for an IPA, I didn't hate it. I've are, had worse. Are you I, not an IPA fan? I'm an, I'm an ale guy. I'm like an amber ale or a gotcha. white ale. Uh, I'm not much of a dark beer drinker. Uh, I like Dunkel. If you guys, yeah, Dunkel's good. Dunkel's, Dunkel's really good. good. I like Dunkel. Um, if I had to choose another beer, Kona Big Wave is one of my favorites as well. Mm-hmm. Another, I think it's an amber ale. Um, but when it comes to dark roasted beers, sometimes I like stouts. Don't mind stouts, uh, but Ipa's not the best. The IBUs need to be below like thirty-five for me. Oh, that's low, low. Oh, that's like that's, not even an IPA. You, you and I basically have the same palate for beers because as long as it's right around thirty-five or under, I'm, to- I pro- I'll probably like it. What's the IBUs on this bitch? Um, like 68. 7% alcohol, though, baby. Let's yeah, they're pretty heavy. <laughs> they have a, a two-hearted light, which is right around uh, 5%. Uh, so you could like drink those all day, and it's not as heavy, obviously. Um, Q, out of 10, what are you going to grade it? Get a pro score here. It's from the Sam Adams commercial. Got okay, chews on the beer. I'm going to give it a 6.7. 6.7. It's not a bad score. Not a bad score for a guy who doesn't really like IPAs. Not great. Q, thank you very much for your first reaction. Um, That's going to happen a lot more often um, here in the future because we are trying to make sure that Q is able to follow along with what we are doing on the show at all times. (laughs) Fucking Bud Light. It's only a uh, 55 IBU, so it's still pretty low. Yep. All right, so let's jump into the show. So for those of no, you who... We're not who, doing ratings from everyone else. because I mean, we, it's a beer that we all know. I give it... Well, I, I just mean s- you've been doing the average rating uh, thing. Yeah, I give it a 6.8. 9. I'll give it a 9.2. A 9.2? Okay. Dude, I drink this a nine two? This is like their two two of their... This is like their favorite beer. I told you, it's like the most... For five years straight, this is the most popular beer in the state of Michigan. What do you have for breakfast? Battery acid? Jesus Christ. Yeah, I'm... It's oh, okay. I'm nothing. used to I'm used to these now. This like is... I can drink these easily now, but like when I first like really started getting into beer and like different beers other than like, you know, Bud Light, Bush Light, all that kind of stuff, I hated these beers. Well, and it's for this I like it for the same reason I like like some of the more authentic like Scotch whiskeys is it's just like powerful dry, overwhelming dry, yeah. Like your personality. Yeah, that too. 
Um, so I won't deny that. I do have a dry person. That was a hard dig. You were fun at the golf course today. Matt made a lot of really funny jokes at the golf Okay, let's jump into the show. Um, so for <laughs> those of you... I was oh, working. Yeah. You said nine. Oh, oh Billy, Billy was working. Yeah. It was... Yeah, anyways. Um, Billy doesn't golf that much. I golf enough to beat Matt. That's all that matters. You know, oh, you know. Billy, there is not, there is not, there is no multiverse in which you could ever beat Matt. <laughs> you have beat me once. I am Score a better overall golfer. Up there. Did I, you frame it? I, no, Even Rich yet. agrees with I me. I also got $10 off. Go ahead, guys, Q. So. Uh, content idea for the boys, even though we're not together. we You guys need to find a course, and I need to find a course that's the same par. You know, same like 72, 73, whatever it is. Yeah. To film every hole, we have to, we have to compete against each other. So I like that. Bad. We got to find one that's like right around the same distance too. Yep. yep. Yeah. So something that's not too long, but just right. Or we just like do a penis. weekend trip and find like a midpoint between Kansas City and here. Did Q just mansplain par? He 100% did. And, and we no, all I meet just up. Like the same fucking par. Like I, we both have 72. <laughs> sometimes the par is 75. Sometimes it's not. You know what I mean? Fuck off, Cheryl. Gotta um, start show. All, all right. right. Yeah. Let's, let's start the show here. Okay. So. For those of you who don't know, the first week of every month, we do Conspiracy Week. The last week of every month, okay, so it was supposed to be the third week of every month, and then we forgot, so now it's the last week of every month, but the last week of every month, we are now going to be doing, thank you to Q himself, Wellness Week, also a name discovered and created by Q, so thank you very much for this. Um, This is going to be... One of those shows where I hope at the end, we all hope at the end of it that like you take something from this and not only are you like, wow, I I feel some sort of way, um, but we hope that you're able to actually like put it into practice in your own life. Um, Well, not only that, I think this will get them to get, get a lot of our listeners and viewers to like know us better as people. I'm really nervous for this because this one is something that I did. Uh, so this week's topic is is something that I had a really really tough week last week. It really um, a lot of people here know about it. Um, really fucking tough week. Um, I'm not ready to explain why it was tough, but just know that it was like really hard. And I went back to doing something that I haven't really done since high school, and that's writing. Um, not to toot my own horn, but I'm gonna. Um, but uh, I'm, I've won awards for writing. I have a couple poems that are, um, that are published. I have a couple short stories that are published. Um, writing's my fucking thing. Talking and writing. I have a poem that was published as well. I don't remember it, but it's somewhere. Rich sent me a verse to a rap song once and it was fucking fuego. Yeah, it actually was. It actually wasn't bad. It was pretty fucking fuego. All right. So, um, how we're going to start the show today is I'm, I'm just going to read you what I wrote. We're going to read what I'm going to read what I wrote. Um, and there's a question at the end of it. Uh, it's not part of the reading obviously, but, uh, there's a question that is going to take us into the actual topic. Bear with me here. Um, this is the first time I've read it out loud. Um, so it's going to be a little tough for me, um, because it's a big, like life realization thing. Um, and, uh, it's, this is, this is going to be, this. <laughs> just bear with me. Okay. Um, so it's titled, um, I am bullshit. Okay, that sounds a little crazy, um, but uh, just like I said, let's let's just get through this. I want whoever is reading this right now to know that this is coming from a deep place of self-discovery and self-healing. This is being written because it needs to be. It, it absolutely does. It's been a long time coming, but I digress. 
I am bullshit. I am. I always have been. I vividly remember how I learned to be bullshit. I'm bullshit, okay? It's whatever. Let me explain. It's a skill that I have, a skill that became me, a skill that defines me, my strengths, my weaknesses, my accomplishments, and my failures. You see, my bullshit is my shield, a shield from everything that I believe has made attempts to to break me. Whether those beliefs are well thought out or from a place of love matters not, my bullshit saved me every time. I'm very grateful for this skill. I wouldn't be alive without it. And just so you know, there's going to be parts where I break character here, but it's all part of what I wrote. Breaking character here for a minute because I really feel like I was onto something really cool, like a self-discovery moment. I like really believe that shit. The shit about me being alive today only because I've mastered the skill of bullshit. Okay, back to it. I've been through a lot and here's my bullshit shielding me again. So is everybody else. I saw and experienced a life that God had a tough time allowing to happen. I mean, he had to, right? I say this, but we all know that a lot of people have gone through a life way more difficult than mine. I get it. This isn't about them. It's about me. It's really more of a realization, a self-discovery of sorts. See, dude, I fucking told you. I am bullshit. I say it again, and I feel like I haven't even described what that means yet. All right, fine. Let's get into it. As I was saying, it's a skill that I've mastered and actually morphed it into a protective layer around myself. I've always found myself to be a positive person. Even when I want to be a pessim- even when I want to be pessimistic, I talk about I talk myself out of it. It's annoying sometimes. I feel like I need to be a ray of hope for everyone when they aren't feeling neat about themselves. I'm a good guy, but it's bullshit. We all know that shit sucks sometimes and there really isn't anything we can do to control certain environments. But why should I let someone think like that? That feeling sucks, dude. But why do I do this? Simple answer? Because shit has sucked. But why let life win? I know that's a huge cliche statement, but seriously, why let life win? Through this, I'm realizing that I just pursue life like one big competition. This is the hard part. Me versus my circumstances, which turns into me versus my potential, which is exciting to think about, honestly. So I put on a bullshit face all the time, seriously, all the time. I don't even let myself think negatively when I'm alone. Like I said, annoying, right? That's how I learned to bullshit because I'm too competitive for roadblocks, speed bumps, or obstacles. I think it's fun to break through anxiety, worry, and depression. Go fuck yourself, life. I'm better than you. I mean, dude, I'm 29 and you haven't stopped me yet. But back to bullshit. I had fun with the bullshit positivity and the bullshit face. It made me feel good to make people feel good even if it made me feel a little heavier each time. But I have two brothers who love me and parents who want me to see... Oh. Oh. Ha. And parents who want me to succeed so bad that they yell at me a lot, which I deserve most of the time. Uh, But I got so good at bullshit because I've been practicing, practicing since I was like eight. That's a lot of time to get good at something. It would be embarrassing if I wasn't the master bullshitter. But I am. I am bullshit. I have become the thing about myself I both hate and find extremely interesting. I don't hate myself. I hate that it keeps stalling my destiny. The future has been in front of me for so long, I'm beginning to think that, when does the future just start to become a myth? The future is a mystery. I mean, it is, but I feel like I bullshitted so long that the present is really the only thing that exists. I've been navigating through one thing after another for so long that sometimes I just feel like I've been standing still all my life. It feels like I won't ever reach my potential. Like I'm paddling up a sand hill. But let's move on because I'll come back to this. Okay, how do you get good at bullshit? 
Really simple. I know that's easy for me to say. I am bullshit after all. But it really is super easy. All you have to do is become so incredibly comfortable with one phrase that you base your entire existence off of it. What's the phrase you ask? Here it is. For fucking free. You're welcome. The phrase is, post-production, add a drum roll sound. Don't worry. You'll figure it out. You always do. Simple as that. I'm comfortable knowing that. I'm good with just getting by. Work really hard at putting myself in a hole and be even more comfortable with knowing that it doesn't matter how far I dig because I know that I'm going to get out of it one day. Wow, that sounded really sad. I mean, it might be, but this is my self journey, not yours. That phrase is what all bullshit derives from. It's okay to do this one thing because you know that you'll survive the outcome. Do you know how strong of a person you have to be to do that day in and day out? If you possess the skill of bullshit, then you definitely know that, the, that it doesn't matter how strong you are because all you feel is regret. Remember when I said I would come back to stalling my destiny? Here's, here is what that feeling turns into. The strongest and most damaging feeling in the world is regret. What if I would have done this instead? And no matter how much you tell yourself, stop, no, that's the past. You can't change it. You can change the future. All you seem to think about yourself is, God damn it, you fucking dumbass. That's the truth about bullshit and where it comes from. I felt like I had to master being comfortable with the you'll figure it out phrase growing. uh, You'll figure it out phrase. Growing up, everyone in my family was going through so much and I felt like it was my duty to make it possible for them to smile, even if it only happened once a day. I was eight. I'm eight years old and I'm like, yeah, don't worry, I got this. Who the hell did I think I was? My parents were constantly in court because some pieces of human fucking garbage tried to ruin our lives. And all I wanted to do was testify. All I wanted to do was get on that stand and tell the world that my family was was amazing and I couldn't figure out why someone would do this to us. That's a smart eight-year-old. My parents wouldn't let me testify and I almost resented them for it and still sort of do. What had been done to us was so simply egregious that there was no way those pieces of trash could twist my words or experience. I still believe that to this day that I could have helped. Like, I believe that I should have known. I should have known that we were about to get royally fucked and I should have told my parents. What eight-year-old has that thought? My friends are out there trying to capture all 150 Pokemon and all I could think about was, let's get these motherfuckers. That's where the bullshit stemmed from. That's when I decided to master the phrase, you'll figure it out. I could get me through anything. Here's the issue. I grew up and ended up abusing it. I grew up and started to realize that I was given a gift, mainly passed down by my skill to bullshit. I could talk. I mean, I could really talk. I could convince anyone to do anything. I was good at getting people to do what I wanted without figuring it out. All while I was still the good guy. I realized that as long as I guessed the possible outcomes of any action, I could act in whatever manner I felt would make me the happiest because I knew that I could figure it out. That's messed up. I I know. Where did that me come from? It came from years of always making sure that my bullshit was serving others without with nothing in return except the weight of the issues that weren't mine. I felt I felt things with people. I really deeply empathized with people. I would do, do, and do, and do for people and just carried so much weight. I finally crashed underneath the sheer magnitude of it all. And what rose from the ashes wasn't a phoenix. It was a bare-chested, loud, and resilient douche that entered college. I was free. I barely knew anyone. I could create an image of me without the eyes of those who really know me. I was happy. I rubbed shoulders with people. I got things for people, mostly opportunities. I weaponized my bullshit, and it felt good. 
It's on a short list of things that I don't regret. I needed to learn that skill, directing my bullshit in a different way. I screwed people and smiled through it. The thing that it taught me was that I don't need to be that version of myself to be happy, mainly because it made a lot of other people unhappy. It wasn't worth it, but it made me tough. So I'm grateful. Am I still bullshit? Short answer, yes. I may always be bullshit, but I'll tell you what I'm no longer comfortable but I'll tell you, I'm no longer comfortable with the phrase, don't worry, you'll always figure it out, you always do. As a means of standing still, it's tired to always figure it out and not go anywhere, to roll with the punches without even trying to get it out of the way. It's time I learn how to dodge them in the first place. I mean, why not? It's not going to be easy. I'm, I'm 29 now and I might be 58 by the time I learn to dodge anything, but I'm fucking sick and tired of feeling like ground beef. I wrote an outline. I actually do know what I want my next five years to look like. It's not going to be easy. My bullshit has made sure of that. I really don't care though, because I always figure it out there. I'm using my powers for good to level with whoever decided to read this. I'm a strong dude and I make a lot of mistakes and they're starting to catch up with me instead of, and instead of running from this mistakes, I'm going to take a few more punches because I know it's necessary. I'm going to be fine. Something is just telling me I'm going to be fine. And that that's the end of it. Big fucking long list, laundry list of like me. You really want to know who I am? There you go. But I don't think it's just you. I think I think what you just read and what you wrote is a lot of people. I think in some aspects it's me, it's Billy, it's Q, it's Cheryl, it's Jack, it's whoever is doing this. We all do this to a certain extent. Yeah. And is and and that's what I feel is part. It's part of the human condition. But more than that, people use it to abuse what they have, and use it to hurt people on a bigger scale. So let's let's get to the actual question here, though, because I don't I don't want to dive into like, oh, you're not a piece of shit. Well, you're the. Well, I don't I don't I get it. Like I. Finally, like, had, like, a moment where I'm like, oh, fuck, I know me. I know who I am. And that's the question. Do you, do you, do you even know who you are? No. Do you think you'll ever know who you are? Do you ever fully think you'll know who you are? Um, I don't think so. But I'm also a pessimist, so... I. I don't think anyone will ever truly know who they are. Like, yeah, you'll have a good idea of who you are. And I think in the long run, even what you wrote, I think it's a good idea of who you are. But I I still don't think it's who you actually are. As a whole. Yeah. I think I get closer every day. Um, I can firmly believe that. I think when you... When you fully understand your passions in life, when you fully understand things that make you excited, like your favorite things on the planet, when you figure those out and you can find a way to make them more active and more apparent in your life, I feel like that's when you fully develop kind of the idea of who you are as a person. Like for me, for instance, um, I've always enjoyed making people laugh. I didn't, I didn't love being the center of attention. I didn't love it. 
But when I made people smile and laugh when I was younger as a kid, I'm like, oh, I love that shit. I'm going to try and do that as much as possible. So then it made me out to kind of be like uh, somebody seeking attention or, or be trying to be popular, all that kind of shit. But as I took that feeling of knowing that I love and in, in, like entertaining people and I found a way to tailor it to a part of my life where I can do it almost every single day and I can start getting joy out of my life. I'm starting to figure out the kind of person I am each and every day as I continue to do these passions. So I think in order to really figure out who you are, you have to understand what you like and what you don't like, not only about yourself, but about the world. Like the world yesterday, obviously enlightened it is a scary and shitty fucking place. Like the, the tragedies and things that happened yesterday. Yeah, shit. It's just, it's just a, a small part <clears throat> of the evil in this world. And, and I can't believe that I, I even have to say that. Like what happened in, in Texas yesterday, it, it, it hurts me to say this, but everybody's just going to say, oh, it's another one. And that's terrible what's happened with, with the state of like where we're at as human beings nowadays. But I think nobody knows who they are as a person. So they go out and trying to find ways for people to tell them who they are and they don't know how to find it. They, they just don't. So in order to do that, you have to understand yourself and you have to understand what you like. And, and then you have to you have to tailor every day to try and figure that out. Because if you're not using each day to figure out yourself or what you enjoy, this life is going to tear you apart. And I'm, oh, only 20, yeah. I'm, I'm only 26 years old. I still have a lot of life left. And if I kept living this life not trying to figure out who I was, 20 years from now, who knows, who knows what kind of person I'd be? You know? Billy, this is something that this is, I mean, just to speak for you for a minute, you can tell me if I'm wrong. I mean, this is like the biggest reason you took a break from the show. Yeah. I mean, it's more of the fact to me, it's, and, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. You know who you are when you wake up, right? You know, you know who you are going to be for the day, but you only scratch the surface I believe in who you're going to be truly in your life and not to get super deep, but we already have. So don't worry, (laughs) but like at your funeral, look at it this way. Everybody's going to have a different version of you. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter who you've interacted with. It doesn't matter who you've talked to. The people that show up to your funeral on that day, God forbid it's soon are the people that are going to tell different stories about you and people are going to be like, holy shit, I never knew that about this person. So each day, I wouldn't want to say live it like it's your last, but always try, I guess, create a different version of yourself, if that makes any sense. So I it does. And and you, you brought up a really good point that I, I want to touch on really quick is Everybody's going to come to your funeral with a different version of you, a different story of you. Here's the thing. Think about, like, think about that. Like, it doesn't matter what you do in your life. Let's say a hundred people come to your funeral. There's going to be at least 40 different versions of you in the eyes of those 40 people. So why not do what you know is going to make you happy and make you a better just person overall every single day. Cause here's the thing, not to dive too deep into it, but I was in a previous, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. I was the previous relationship I was in. She hated this podcast. She hated that. I did it. 
But what did I tell you guys? This is my fucking safe place. Hated it. And here's the problem. I tend to deal with somebody trying to fuck with my happiness by leaning into it even harder and taking attention away from that person and leading into what makes me happy even harder, which isn't fair to that person because conversation should be had, right? But that's how I deal with that kind of stuff. Like, you're not going to fucking tell me, like, oh, you need to give it up, the shit that you guys talk about, blah, blah, blah. Shut the fuck up. Because I come in and I make you laugh. I make you laugh. I make you laugh. I make all of you laugh. My chest still hurts. And it makes <laughs> it makes me feel so fucking good about myself because I can get the shit. Like you want you want to talk about a brain where hamsters the wheels turning but the hamsters <laughs> fucking dead. dead. <laughs> like this brain works like that. Where like I could be working a hundred miles a minute, or I could be working. A hundred miles every six and a half hours. You know what I mean? Like it, it's, this is a place where I can work through shit and you're never going to fucking take that away from me. I don't, I don't care. See, and that was like the thing for me, you know, we all have our hobbies. We have things that we lean on, whether it's listening to music, making music, playing hockey, streaming, whatever the case may be. But at some point, you know, you unintentionally take a break from those things. And I remember a couple of years back, I was, it was probably January or end of February, right around there, beginning of March. I didn't want to play hockey. I didn't want to do the podcast. I didn't want to do anything. Nothing made me laugh. Nothing made me happy. I was stuck, not in a rut, but in a moment of my life where I was kind of like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. I have no direction right now. There's nothing like COVID had fucked everything up. And I just didn't know where I was going in life. And at one point I was just kind of like, is this it for me? Like, is this all I'm going to do the rest of my life? Or am I going to turn things around? And Mm -hmm. I literally couldn't fucking figure anything out to save my life and, you know, point myself in the direction I needed. It was so bad. And I did not, I didn't want to step away from the show. I didn't want to stop playing. Well, we didn't let you, but it was a fact of like I just I didn't feel I didn't feel like I was comfortable on here. I didn't feel comfortable on the ice. Yeah, I didn't want to go to the gym. I didn't want to leave my fucking place. I didn't. I didn't want to do anything. And I went and got help. I feel ten times better. But at the same time, though, you still have those moments, um, kind of like what we talked about in Q stream Monday night. You know, what do you do to relax your demons? Like, what do you do, like, when you're really stressed? And not all the time do I sit back and listen to music. I don't just, you know, go for a drive. I don't sit down and play video games. Yeah. I try to preoccupy my mind with other shit. Yeah. And, like, I had said, I had made a comment in his stream, like, at work, when I get stressed, I'll do one of two things. I'll either create more work for myself, because not to fucking toot my own horn, I get far ahead at work, and I'm literally hands in my pockets walking around because my machine's running great, and I'm just catching parts. Yeah. But then it turns into, well, fuck. Okay, now my mind's fucking thinking about other shit, and now the fucking anxiety starts turning. Yeah. So it's shit like that. Like, now I'll create more work for myself just to keep my mind off of that. So it's a double-edged sword at some point. You stress yourself out more when you're not doing anything in your head. 
or you fucking add more stress because you decided to create more work for yourself. Yeah. It just depends on how you feel that day. I think that's one of the, I think that's one of the scariest things or one of the biggest fears in life that nobody talks about is the lack of sense of direction. I think everybody talks about their greatest fears being a physical thing or like, you know, losing your loved one. But I think one of the biggest fears that nobody talks about is not having a sense of direction or, or value to your life. Yeah. And, and, and it, or not knowing it. And it not, having a a not having exactly. a why. Not having a why. Yeah. Exactly. Like, as cheesy as it is, everybody always asks me, you know, what's, what's your why? And what's your why? I, I watch motivational videos because they work for me. Like, I am I'm very easily moved when it comes to that kind of shit. If somebody mm-hmm. like, gives, gives me a speech or a hype up speech, I am very easily moved emotionally by that kind of thing. That's just who I am as a person. I, I'm not going to steer away from it. I'm going to steer into it. So I watch that shit whenever I feel down. And the, uh, what is your why is a, a, a common theme in those motivational videos. So literally at work, my background, I have three computers. Well, I have three monitors. I have my laptop and I have my two monitors. So on every single monitor, my, my background is the same. It's my entire family. Both my brothers, my mom, my stepdad, all the nieces and nephews, they're always on my screen all the time. Because I know the reason I'm at this job that I don't fucking love 24-7 is so I can go see every single one of them whenever I want. Like that's my why. That's my sense of direction. Whenever I get lost, not making content, just taking taking the night off and not not putting in the work I know I need to, it just it's 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 one less day or one less moment away that I could be going seeing them whenever I want. Like my sense of direction is to see my family as much as I humanly possibly can at all times and having freedom to do so. And that's my sense of direction. So I have that for myself. I don't have that fear anymore. I used to. In college, I had no idea. I was what was it? A fucking social sciences degree just so I could get as many of the different courses as I could because I didn't know what I wanted to do. It was scary in college. I knew I was playing baseball, but I knew baseball wasn't going to get me paid after this. Like I knew this was it, Like, but I had no sense of direction. I had no idea what I was going to do. I was terrified. I was drinking. I was trying to find as many girls as I could and just preoccupy my, my mind. And then once graduation day came, I didn't have anything and it was terrifying. But as I progressed and started my career and doing these certain things that I found passions in and I enjoyed doing and doing the, you know, the stream, which has helped not only my mental health so much, but just like an avenue to get away from the day job and then possibly a potential career path there. And then I started a new career in a new industry. Like I have all these different avenues, but my ultimate goal is my sense of, my sense of direction with my family. Like that's my direction. And it took me a while to find it, but I just think without it, I'd be lost. I, I wouldn't know what I'd be doing. So two things really quick here. I, I want everybody listening. If you're if you're not watching the show live right now, if you're listening, and if you're watching the show live, I don't care what your why is as long as you have one. Mm-hmm. As long as long as it's a positive thing in your life that you create as your why, then it's fine. If it's a negative thing in your life, you need to you need to look in the mirror and be like, what you need to sit literally sit in the fucking bathroom look in the mirror and go what the fuck is my why and figure it out because without motivation in life you're going to stand still okay second thing is q i i want to um this is a hockey term but pump your tires uh inflate them to the point of explosion right now um you out of Everybody that I, and this is why I respect you. This is why, like, just so everybody knows, like, anybody who who doesn't really know Q, but no Q's on the show for me, like in my life, like they're like, I mean, he's in Kansas City, like how how 
how co- how cool you know what I mean like how cool can he be if something were up like these would be the three guys that I would call and I know like I know Q is like far away but I know he would he would if it mattered that much I know Q would be on the first fucking plane here to help any one of us I know that and so just saying that like I res- I respect you because I know for a fact that you don't do many things that you're not enjoying right now. Like, you only do stuff that you enjoy. Like, you're only doing stuff that you enjoy right now. Like, everything you do is like, I enjoy doing this. For the most part, right? And it, it's like, it's very impressive. Because not a lot of people can do that. It And honestly, with, with how much, like, with with the path I want to take, my my hobbies and things I thoroughly enjoy, I don't have time for anything outside of it. I don't. Like, relationships is something that I've been trying to figure out since I started this. Like, this, being the streamer, the podcast co-host, working for an organization that's out of Texas, working a day job, also trying to have a social life with friends and trying to see my family, juggling this is a lot. It is. So I don't have a whole lot of time to do stuff I don't enjoy. And what I enjoy is being a co-host of the podcast, being a content creator, editing, streaming, entertaining people. Without this, like, I would sit there and twiddle my thumbs. So I, I just, I sat down. I'm like, okay, I'll make the money I need to in my nine to five. I will. I will do that. I'll do what I have to. But they need to understand after five o'clock, that's it. I'm no longer doing you. I'm doing exactly what I want to do. Yeah. And if what I want to do is going to get me to the point where I can start doing that every day as a full-time thing, then I'm going to do everything in my power to do it. So it's it took me a while to understand, okay, here's my avenue to get out of the nine-to-five rut and do what I absolutely love to do and make money and make a living doing it. Here's the path I need to do it. Now, everything after my work that I don't want to do is going to be tailored to that goal. That's yeah. it. I love doing everything outside of it to chase that. And it's just... Some people need to find their avenue of something they really enjoy to lo- and love to do and just make more time for it. Just you have to, if, you, if, if it means making your friend's circle smaller, fucking do it. I talked about that on Monday. I'm super passionate about this. Like, I, it was a comparison between artists and rappers. It, it's, it's kind of a stupid analogy, but it works for me. It, it made sense to me. The rappers are your fun friends that go out, drink, have a good time. You love listening to them. You love being around them. They're awesome. Great. They don't really challenge you. They don't make you think. They don't, they don't push you as a human. They're just yeah. kind of there for a fun time. They're fun to listen to. They're catchy. Artists, they challenge you to think about what's going on. They, they, they challenge your creativity. They challenge you to grow. They challenge you to understand more than what you currently understand. It's not a surface level. It's a deeper thing. Yeah. This group is vastly smaller than this group. This group, 15, 20 plus. This group, one to two, maybe three. Could be four. Like, I had to cut off probably 15 plus friends in my life. I didn't have time for it. I just didn't. And they weren't bringing value to my life. I have 40 people either blocked or muted on all social media. 40. I counted it. It's dead nuts 40. So let's, let's, let's get back. Now that Matt's here, let's get to this question and let's just do a round table really quick. Matt, do you know what your why is? Why you get up every day and try and be successful? No. Are you actively looking for a why? I, yeah, 100% I am, but... 
Do you think you're close to one? or I, I don't know. Um, okay. But I think based on my personality, I would probably say no. And for me, it's the fact of, and all three of you can, will tell me I'm right on this. It's the fact that I never feel I'm good enough. Like that's, we can all say we're the hardest critics on ourselves. But no matter what I do, I never feel it was enough. You know, that's why I take pride in setting up all of our equipment. I usually have it done an hour before anyone gets here. Well, you're fucking good at it, too, so that helps. But <laughs> but, it, it, but I always, even at that, when I'm done setting everything up, I feel like there's something I could do better. Do I know what it is? No, I have no idea. And it goes with that for everything. And I think that's why I'm drawn to mechanical jobs. Is it's It is one thing I know I am good at. But everything else, do I think I'm good enough to be on the show? No, I don't. I don't think I'm the right person to be here at all on the show. But I want to be. I like spending hour, hour and a half with you guys every week. And I feel the drive to get to the point where I feel ready to be on here. But I don't know that I will ever get there. Uh, just to give everybody an example, like the the hype video for Matt against reading. <laughs> <laughs> Matt was very, very nervous about it. Very nervous about it. And I said, just do your best. Fuck it. Do your best. And if I, I'll give you pointers based on what I think needs to be done, because it's what, you know, this is something I'm good at. And he's like, all right. He sent me his first draft, and it was amazing. But what did I tell you? This isn't good enough. This isn't good enough. And what did I tell you? I said, fuck that, Matt. This is hilarious. This is amazing. It's this just, is really it's, good. It's, and you were like, I feel like a douche. I was like, to be honest with you, you got to kind of feel like that. No, but even like this week, when we put out the hype video for this week, you know, I called you. We all talked about it in group text. I knew what I was supposed to do. Yeah. And to me, what I put in there, I don't think was good enough to be in there. Matt, but if it wasn't good enough to put in there, no, I wouldn't have started it off. I you. agree with you, but it's like... <laughs> it, <laughs> it's like Cheryl said, brush teeth. I just... <laughs> there is very few things in my life that I feel like I'm good enough at. I have a very low self-confidence. It's why I don't date a lot of people. It's why... My body count is lower than a lot of people to put in a, in a way. But, like, it's – there is nothing in my life or very few things in my life that I feel I am good enough to have. I want you to know, first of all, and I think we can all agree here, body count doesn't fucking matter. No. Because – hold on. Because at the end of the day, people are going to judge you either way. Mm-hmm. Right. So, fuck it. No, and I, I, I just use that as a term, but it's like – I could get into a serious long-term relationship tomorrow and never at one point think I'm good enough for that person. And I think I get that, that that's kind of the point of a relationship is you're constantly trying to build yourself to be the person, the other person wants or to make yourself better in a lot of ways. But I have been in year long plus relationships and never at one point thought I am anywhere close to deserving that person. And I think that's why a lot of my relationships fail. You have to have confidence. You have to have a struggle to be better. 
But if you don't have the confidence in yourself, it's not going to work. Well, Cheryl I, I, just said it. If she makes you feel that way, then she's she's not worth it. If you not feel anything, like I have to bring myself up to this person, it usually means that person's below you. No, you're <laughs> right. And it's never it hasn't been that way for me. It's never been there maybe one or two times. But it's never been for the most part it's never been they're making me feel that way. It's how I am as a person. Matt, how do you know you're good at mechanical type jobs? I just understand it. It's something I understand. It's something I get. It's something I can just go out there. It's practical. I know I have a problem, and I can visualize how to figure that problem out without ever looking at it. It just makes sense. It's easy to you. Yeah. Right? The right relationship will be easy to you. Yeah. The right person will make sense. So if you've been with people... Or you just didn't feel like it felt right, or you didn't think you deserved that person, and it wasn't mechanical engineering, bro. It was it wasn't what you're good at. It wasn't where you belonged. You know what I mean? No, well, I you're think right. that, that cliche that it like if it feels like work, then you're not meant to do it. You know what I mean? It's like the same thing. The hard the hard times with the right person should still be. I mean, I'm not gonna say they're gonna be easy because every relationship's like hard, regardless of who it is. Like just relationship stuff. Well, and nothing's like, easy, you know. Yeah. The 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 hard times should be bearable with the right person, and they they should be something that's easy to go through. So you you know you're good at, me- at doing mechanical type things. It just makes sense. Things click. This part goes here. This plugs in here. That's gonna purr like a motherfucker. Okay, that's what you're good at. You understand it. I'm going to challenge you as a person. What's something you want to understand better that you haven't put the time in your life to understand or to put the work in to better understand it. Great question. Like you you say in this podcast, you don't think you belong here. You don't think you're right. A good fit. Bullshit. First off, second off, I challenge you to understand what you think your weakness might be in this podcast and then go and do something about it and learn how to improve it and bring something else to it to give you to give yourself more value, even though we know you don't need it. Like us as us as co-hosts with you, no, you don't need any more validation to be on this show. Like this show isn't the show without you. But I challenge you as a person to go and figure out what that thing is that might make you feel better in a validation standpoint for this show and, and try and try to work on it. You know? That because once you do that and you and you get good at it and it makes sense to you. This podcast can be a lot like in, like mechanicals, like pull, plugging shit together on a car, man. I promise. It, it'll just click. You'll get it. I'm like, man, this is fucking easy, bro. I'm the best. How big my cock is. You know what I mean? How big my cock is. I mean, we did all agree that Matt probably has the biggest hog out of anybody on the show. Yeah, dude, he's got a hat with his own initial on it. Big, 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 big dick swinging. I, I stole that from, I think it was Cujo. Someone's, yeah, Cujo said that in chat, man. He's got a hat. He's got an M on your hat, and it stands for Matt. That's why I, stood, I stole that 100%. But it's true, man. Yep. Belong here. Yeah. I mean, well, I, what have I always told you, Matt? Like, our best episode ever, the best episode we've ever done and not based on like our metrics but based on like readable data is the episode where it was just you and i no i get that but it's even like the like okay when we went up to to rob's family cottage up north last year we went when we went over the bridge and we paid the toll on everything this man said the funniest thing i've ever and the guy asked you know what are you guys going to do or whatever it was we were going up to play in a golf tournament 
And I just go, oh, we're just going out to play around a whack fuck. Just out of the blue, it just came <laughs> that out. That was our reaction, but here's the thing. That here's was all thing, of our though. reaction. <laughs> we were like, what the fuck? <laughs> Ice. It, it took so much of me to even say that. Even though to you guys it came so quick, that was like an hour to me to build up that effort to do it. I it's mean, like, you and I had that huge heart to heart when you're like, oh, I have this whole notebook notes app thing full of like shit I want to do for the show. And I was like, why the fuck haven't I? No. Because I in, in my mind, enough. I'm like, dude, this motherfucker doesn't do shit. <laughs> and then you're like, I have this whole thing. And you're like, I'm like, dude, why haven't you presented say it? it? Because fuck to me, it's not it. good enough. To me, it's nowhere near as good as what you guys you, bring. You, I hear Q has his challenge. Here's my challenge. I, you are allowed to say it's not good enough, but don't define it as not good enough until you have feedback. That's good. I like that. Like in your head, you're like, it's not good enough. Cause here's the thing. I, let's, I posted that fucking TikTok of me in a fucking pink polo singing Cardi B. And I was like, this is stupid. Nobody's going to like this. And it blew the fuck up. Facts. It's always the shit where you're like, this isn't good enough. That always blows up. That always does the best. When you are at your all-time low, that's usually when you're at your best. But that's that's why it's also my drive, though, at the same time. Maybe that is my why. Your why is but it's like, trying to make yourself feel worth it, which is fine. Like I said, you got to make sure you find your why. Use it, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you're right. It's just, I don't know. I, nothing, in my mind, there's very few things I've done in my life that are worth it. Matt said I was right. Just mm-hmm. I want everybody. <laughs> Matt said I was right. I want everybody to know that. Hey, Matt, I got a question. What, where does where do you think that stems from that you think you're not good enough at majority of things that you, like in your life? Where, where do you think that stems from? This is going to sound really shallow. And I really don't mean it to because I love my sisters. I'm probably going to cry here when I say this. Just forewarning. Fuck yeah. This is... My sisters both did... Um, You're good. Take a sip. Sean, we'll get to that. and We'll get to that at the end, okay? We're, we're going to shotgun yeah. a beer at the end. <laughs> the, the Jimmy V speech, man. If, if you laugh cry i can't remember the other emotion all in one day it was a pretty fucking good day. fart my sisters uh danced competitively growing up mm-hmm. and they were both fantastic at it they were also both really good students and i probably could have been too if i would have actually applied myself but when it came to Take a break. Take a sip. You got this. Come on. Give me some. You got this. Take a sip. Take a sip, sip, sip. You're good. Don't even think about the birds behind you. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good chuckle. When it came to like (laughs) extracurricular, you know, activities outside of school or it came to having friends. And I know friends isn't always the greatest measure for this, but like. They always had a shit ton of friends. And I did for a little bit till middle school. I was, you know, part of the quote unquote popular crowd. But something in me changed. And 
I think I know what it was, but I don't want to get into that right now. But I always compared myself to my uh, to my sisters, and in my mind, I never stacked up. Well, to make you feel better, you shouldn't. Comp- I mean, I know it's twenty twenty two, but you can't compare yourself to your sisters like biologically. <laughs> I gotta make him laugh so he can continue going but it's just like they've they were both able to figure out younger than me what they wanted to do with life and this kind of goes into the topic I wanted to bring up after this I don't know if we got enough time to do it we don't but we can get to it next week um it took me till I was 28, 30 years old, somewhere in there. And I just feel they're five and ten years younger than me. And it kills me to feel that I'm 20 years behind them. Take a break. Take a sip. <coughs> I, I have an opinion. And that may not be how it actually is, but it's how I feel. Go ahead. Right. Go ahead, Q. So here's my opinion on that statement. Um, I think our society... And I think majority of people on this planet, they are so fucking like, I'm trying to think of the word for it. They're so fucking certain that how good you are in life depends on whatever fucking number of the date you were born. I'm fucking sick and tired of that shit. I, yeah, I have dude. people, I, I have I have a boss who's 35 years old, and he tells me repeatedly, man, I wish I was in your spot at your age. Man, I'd be doing so good at this point. I'd be like... I don't give a fuck what your age is, you know, except for 18 and older, obviously. But what I'm saying, like, I don't give a fuck what your age is. Your life is your life. Your path is your path. You're successful whenever you deem yourself successful. So if you're doing something at 40 that a kid's doing at 18, fuck that kid. You're not in that kid's life. Fuck him. You're your life. You're successful when you want to be. Who cares how old you are? Just be in the moment with you. If you are do- if you're doing a job at 35 that an 18 year old and he's your fucking coworker, who gives a fuck? You have a path. You have a direction. This comes back to the uh, the conversation we had earlier. Age is bullshit. Plain and simple. Fuck that notion. I'm over it. That Gary V is a big proponent of this. You could be 35 years old. Your life is still a third of the way there. You have so much time to live. I don't care what your age is. You still have all the time in the world to be happy in this lifetime. Fuck that. So just to, just to branch off of you, Q, here, it's not American society. It's just the world society in general. The world mm-hmm. is obsessed with education, is obsessed with education, and obsessed with accolades. Here's the problem. The education system is fucked. I was a teacher. I'm not now. The education system is fucked. All they give a fuck about is the only thing that the education system is built to do is to make you memorize bullshit, not to put it into practice. And here's where I'm going to pump your tires, Matt. When the boat's broken, when your dad's boat's broken, who does he call? Me. If my car were to break down, who are the two people I would call? Probably me or Billy. Exactly. Um, if my computer broke, who would I call? Not me. I mean, here, <laughs> what, what I'm basically I, I suck with computers. What, what I'm saying is, like anything mechanically, 
I'm calling you. Because here's the thing. When it comes to putting things into practice, you're better than a lot of people. You're better than a lot of people at it. Okay? Fuck memorizing bullshit. Because here's the thing. And Kim will attest to this because she just graduated nursing school. She said, all this shit I just learned is stupid. Stupid. She spent $100,000 to come up with that realization. Everything I learned is stupid. Why? Because she can't put it into fucking practice. Here's the problem with accolades, too. Just because I won an award for shit doesn't mean I did anything. I could win an award for being the biggest dumbass. I have. I've we we all four of us have we run a fucking podcast where we talk about how we're the biggest idiots. We want an award for that. I wish we would. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we would. But what I'm saying is like the world is designed to have people feel like they're not good enough. Well, like they could all hold on, like they could always be better. So is it your fault that you sometimes don't feel like you're good enough? No. Here's the problem, though. The only problem in any of that is that you need to realize that, and sometimes you don't. Well, and and I think here's another big part of it, and it goes back to what you were saying with the school systems and all that. And I, I may be wrong, but I think Billy might be the closest one I can compare this to. And I think it may be slightly worse for me than it is with him because there are millions of factory workers out there and I'm not shitting on factory workers when I say this, but there are millions of factory workers out there who go home to a happy family. They have wife, kids, whatever, you know, I'm on all the dating apps like every other single person is. But when they ask you, what do you do (coughs) for a living? I almost just end it right there. Because if you tell a girl you're a mechanic these days, they end everything right there. Well, not, not everyone, but... The majority of them do. And here's the thing. A lot of mechanics I know make a lot of fucking money. Well, and it's starting to change. It, it, that that whole thing is starting to change because it's our parents who are the mechanics. You know you know what I mean? That It's that age group who's now retiring. So And, I, and so for... for 30, 40 years there, the younger guys had no chance. The difference is now it's coming around to where I'm going to be making a fuck ton of money if I keep doing what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. But the persona of a mechanic is a low-level job is still so incredibly out there and so incredibly unfair that it's, it's like, it's, it's dumbfounding. Like, you, when your car breaks down, you're going to take it to a mechanic and you're going to pay six times what you should if you just knew simple shit. Yeah. You know, it, it's like the and I'm skilled in not just cars, but other areas. And it's ladies, no matter skilled what in other areas, no matter what you do in a mechanical field, you're 10 steps ahead of in basic life than 90 percent of the population out there. And it is the most undervalued thing out there. Like, I, I try not to bitch about this often, but, but it's you're gonna? Like, I am right now. It, it, it got me in the, <laughs> this whole thing's gotten me there. It's just, 
I'll tell you what gets me there. Sorry, we're just we're just headed towards the end here. So. No, I know it's just, it, it's one of those things. I guess this is a grinding my gears and and in a lot of ways. But it's like holy fuck! You'll you'll take some num some dude who's sitting there as a teller at a bank, who all he can do is add numbers. But someone who can actually do something, people push to the side. All right, so let's 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 end the show with two things here. So Cujo said something that I I, I got a shout out here. He said as long as you're happy and enjoying what you are doing, throw up the middle fingers to anybody who makes you feel degraded. Here's the thing. You're doing everything that you love to do all the time. As long as it's not hurting anybody in the in the uh, in the process, fuck everybody who who doesn't who who thinks otherwise, right? Um, last last thing to to end the show here. Um, fuck what you heard. It's what you what you're saying. Uh, anyway, sorry. I I've got a song stuck in my head. Um, what I want to leave everybody here with. And it's it's based on something that Q said uh, about age. Don't ever feel like you're not enough because a 17-year-old kid told you you're not. Fuck that. Here's the thing. You're 30. 17-year-old kid experienced more than you? Fuck no. Fuck that because you know how to talk to somebody better than I do because you know how to fix a car better than I do because you know how to drive better than I do because you know how to fucking I don't know work excel better than I do fuck you you know what I am I'm fucking intelligent in life I know what sucks I know what doesn't suck I know what steps I should and shouldn't take in order to be able to wake up tomorrow in order to be able to wake up tomorrow with a fucking smile. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter how fucking old you are. Because here's the thing. Some people do figure it out earlier. Some people figure it out later. I'm Like I said, I'm fucking 29. I might be 58 by the time I learn how to fucking actually roll with a punch. And not take it off the fucking chin. Hold I'm on. 30 and actually starting to consider college. Okay. Good. You know what I mean? You you know what I mean so, it's like... So, who cares? As long as you wake up happy and you're doing things in order to to make yourself a better person every day, fuck what you heard. It's what you're hearing. R.I.P. DMX. What you hearing? Listen. <laughs> All right. So Sean asked us to do this, and I've been neglecting it for long enough. What? Right by you. Grab that uh, bottle opener for me. I ain't gonna do we it. have to shotgun a beer. I ain't gonna do it. Do it, pussy. I'm not opening another seven percent or just a shotgun, so I will chug this one. I don't have a bird to shotgun. What do you say, bird or beer? Up in the air. <laughs> Hell yeah, I'll shot it. Hell yeah, do it for the boys. For the boys. All right, guys. Thank you all very much for rocking with us this week. We've been us, you've been you. Donate to the PC. Click the link on the on the page. Do it, or else.
Dust and dust and dust. Oh, dust and dust and dust and dust. Oh, dust and dust. 